We are the Old Republic Podcast. Spoiler alert for everything Star Wars under the Twin Suns. This is where the fun begins. Hello there. Before we get started, I just wanted to tell you about a brand new coupon code that I'm very excited about to use on my favorite website, thenerfherderco.com. Uh, if you use the promo code OLDREPUBLIC10, you get 10% off on Nerf Herder Co.'s website and Etsy. An awesome release to look forward to is the Wax Milk Hearts edition for your favorite Star Wars couples like Raylo, Obatine, Han Solo and Princess Leia, Canera, and Anakin and Padme. Celebrate Valentine's Day in our galaxy the right way with the Nerf Herder Co., and again, that promo code for 10% off is OLDREPUBLIC10. May the force and the love be with you. Hello there. This is Jolie Bindo from the Hollow Chronicles of a Jedi podcast. You're listening to the Old Republic podcast. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating review and Brian and Cassia will feature it on the pod. Now, enjoy the show, and may the Force be with you, always. So, it's officially the month of Valentine's Day, and it looks like Funko released a surprise collection of pink Star Wars Funko Pops. Mando and Bo-Katan are in this collection, and they're both pink. Could this be a sneak peek at a possible romance in Season 3 of The Mandalorian? Do you guys think that could happen? <laughs> no. God, no. Hold, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just have to believe in love uh, sometimes, so. Not every hero should have a love interest, you know. I, it's sometimes I like the lone, guns, lone gunman kind of situation. <laughs> well, I'm already planning Boba and Kira's wedding. <sighs> Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, here's the thing, though. They're the same age. I think. Their wedding color will be crimson. The location, the Dune Sea, the DJ will be Max Rebo, oh who will also be the best man. <laughs> well, well, yeah, because Din already had that love interest, right? In that one place. Omera, like, she's forgettable. Brian, stop her. <laughs> I'm going to plan everyone's wedding, like Din and Bo-Katan or Bust. <laughs> yeah, I think it could be like an arranged marriage. So Boba has to give Max Rebo a rancor. Wait, Cassie, you need to stop. You need to stop. This is getting ridiculous. She's winning, people. We gotta stop her. Somebody help this child, okay? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think Din could hang with Bo-Katan. It's called chemistry. Okay, I downloaded Pinterest. I think I already had a Pinterest oh, account from like. 10 years ago, but you know, like, I think a Pinterest account is created each time a girl is born. Wait, <laughs> are you saying Max marries a Rancor? Make it stop, please. Marries a Rancor? No, he gets a Rancor for arranging the Crimson Dawn wedding. 
Okay, that's good. Uh, oh, the bridesmaids and groomsmen could be the Teletubbies gang. What? <laughs> what? Marcus, help. What is happening? Cassia has gotten into a full caffeine Dutch bros. Frosted coffee from Chick-fil-A, baby! Look what you did, Brian. Look what you did! I thought you were on my side. Now she's bringing out the Teletubbies gang, the most terrifying creatures in all of the galaxy. Th th that's it. Marcus has left chat. I I'm out, people. Deuces. This oh could be God. our next Max Rebo-esque skit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, no. Do not leave me here. You're still here. <laughs> so, so hold on, hold on. Maybe Boba and Fennec and Max and Kira could go on a double date. You know, there's like a nice Italian place in Mos Espa. Wine, breadsticks, the works. What are you doing? Now you, now you see, I, I thought we were a team, Ryan. Like, come on, man. Now you put yourself right back into the madness. I, I, I can't be a part of this. I'm just going to be over here in my little corner with... I, I'm, I'm not going to get in this. Even if I have a morbid curiosity, but I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm out of this. I'm sure he is. A boba and cure wedding doesn't mean Fennec and boba can't end up together. Fennec could make a last-minute confession. It happens oh. in a lot of movies. Oh, snap. That's drama. Wait a minute. Is... Is Kira alive in this timeline? Yes, yeah, she is in the comics and stuff, you know. So who knows? At the time we are recording this, she could appear, you know, in the Book of Boba Fett. Well, well, I know that that she's alive in the comics, but uh, but during the Book of Boba Fett, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, Marcus. Spoilers here for <laughs> everyone that hasn't read the comics. Well, do tell. Spill it, sir. All right, so Kira running Crimson Dawn at the Return of the Jedi times. What? Hmm. That's now that's interesting. So Kira was involved with Darth Maul, and potentially Boba Fett left Han in the dust. Well, yeah, Kira is just here to have a good time. There's love in the air, so. Do you think they would get married on Tatooine? Or, I don't know, would it be like a destination wedding? Uh, I don't know, like, Tatooine and the Dune Sea, are there any salt flats? Because salt flats, like, they just are so intimate, you know? Like, mm -hmm, love them. Mm -hmm. My god. So, do you think it would come up that, uh, you know, Boba had her ex-boyfriend frozen in carbonite? Uh, does that even come up? Uh, wait, is that the wedding gift? They overcame that through love, and mostly power plays. It is their texting. Maybe a tablecloth with little carbonite Han Solos? Why am I even... Oh, no. <laughs> Just lean into it, Marcus. Just lean into it. And their gifts are amethyst rings. The purple crystals coming from whose lightsaber? Oh, Mace Windu. Oh! Uh, is... <laughs> Mace Windows uh, lightsaber? Nice. Well, do you think that the wedding is a family-only kind of thing? Or is it, you know, like this big, extravagant uh, wedding? What are, what's going on here? Okay, so I think it's in between. It would be an intimate affair. Like, Fennec could marry them. Mm, I don't know. I think that Fennec might stab Kira. You know, even if they're on good terms, uh, she just seems to have that in her. <laughs> well, whatever. For some of the wedding vows that Kira and Boba could exchange, Kira could say, 
you're the only one for me or something like that out of the whole galaxy which could be poetic because he was a clone and there were so many clones and like for her boba is it and then he's the love of her life you know boba could say to kira i don't know like i've been searching for something my whole life and i finally found it and give her some closure you know she could send an invite to Han to say, screw you, we don't care about you, Han. That would be hilarious. You complete me. <laughs> <laughs> this is both genius and nuts, you guys. <laughs> if you guys are planning this, who would be the best choice of a wedding planner, though? I mean, who's going to plan for two crime lords? Well... That brings us to one of our sponsors for the pod today. Uh, he's the perfect person to plan a wedding. Are you ready to take the next... Wait! Where's the music? Droid! Get it ready! Alright, here we go again. <clears throat> Are you ready to take the next step in your relationship with your loved one? Do you need to plan out the big day? Well, you've come to the right place, I think, huh? <laughs> my team and my shop and Mos Eisley will help plan that special day for your special someone. Don't leave your big day up to a chance cube, no. <laughs> I've already had a bad experience with that. Um, trust Weddings by Watto. It'll be a day long remembered. I can promise you that. <laughs> Quick tangent. You guys, uh, you guys talked about rescuing Zalbar in the, in the tunnels underneath Terrace uh, a while back. My question is, how did you guys take out the Rancor? Because for me, I just, you know, I had mission user stealth ability and then set up a bunch of mines leading back to the front door. And then I just like threw a grenade at him and then he came running at me and then boom, 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 boom. And he just died right then and there. I had to look up a walkthrough, but yeah, basically the same thing. I hope the remake doesn't have that. <laughs> yeah, I also hope the remake doesn't have that. Um, I totally, even though Cassius says it can't be done, you totally just run right by it because you can take one hit from the Rancor, but if you get to the door and hit the button to open the door, it doesn't matter if it keeps hitting you. You get through the door. You have enough health left. You can uh, heal yourself up when you get on the other side. Easy peasy. Don't worry about the Rancor. Oh, you took the long but, way. <laughs> but, but, but wait a minute, Rancor. Maybe the Rancor in the Book of Boba Fett, the Rancor could pull the carriage for the newlyweds. Maybe, but I feel like that would be animal cruelty. Oh, damn it, mm. Brian. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, well, and plus, we know that in Jabba's Palace, Boba has a kitchen ready to handle all of the catering. Good to go. Yeah, like, who needs to pay for catering when they already have the best catering droid in the entire galaxy? Wait a minute. Catering droid? Who's going to be catering? C-3PO? Mm, I don't I wonder what kind of flavor they'd pick. You know, for their cake. Something good. Everyone always gets a boring cake from Costco or something, like vanilla with vanilla frosting. I see them making a more interesting choice. It would be... I don't know, like a red velvet cake with white frosting. It would be homemade. It wouldn't feel industrialized. It could it could even be crimson velvet with like white frosting. It would be like an art house kind of cake. Well, you gotta introduce some kind of, you know, green or orange in there at some point to rep boba, you know? Maybe a green garnish or ha, a carrot. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. No way oh, are we damn. gonna put carrots in their cake. <laughs> it's white frosting. But it's going to have some detailing with their names and arabesque, like a monogram. 
you can have both of their families represented. I don't know. It's Kira's day, you know. Girls dream about getting married their whole lives because they're told to dream about it. I don't think Boba is going to be like, well, actually, I want to be represented <laughs> in this cake. I think he would be like, this cake is yours, you know? Nah, come on. Kara cake is the best cake. Boba can have, like, a little cake at the rehearsal dinner. I'm just amazed by her impression of uh, Boba Fett here. So it's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Very good. You, now, you see, I think I've, I figured out how to object to this marriage. Throw a carrot into the mix. That's how you do it. Ah, it's over. I <laughs> know. They're staying together forever. No carrot can break this union. They are merging their criminal houses and their hearts into one. Well, I had a Star Wars themed cake in actual real life with a real life Boba Fett cake topper. Whoa. (laughs) Oh my. Like, did you use that on your actual wedding cake? Did your wife, like, throw a hissy fit? Because I like Star Wars, but not that much. Uh, come on. Of course we had it on our cake. Uh, you know, we're basically Kira and Boba. Oh, man. <laughs> all, right. all right, so actually that's not true. They were on my graduation and birthday cakes respectively, though, uh, but we did have a red velvet cake layer on our wedding cake, though. See, you guys are classy. Some people are like, ew, chocolate cake with white frosting, too much, but my perfect cake is actually kind of like, I guess vanilla, kind of like yellow cake with like chocolate homemade frosting, and I don't know, like sometimes it's just fun to like get an ice cream cake from Cold Stones, and I don't know, mm. like I would want to make a bold choice with my cake if I ever got married. Mm. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. An ice cream cake might not hold up too good in the desert heat of Tatooine. I don't uh, care. We're probably, gonna eat it fast. <laughs> <laughs> but but probably to decorate, maybe we could uh, maybe Boba could whip up some like little Beskar roses. Uh, the armorer could throw those together for us. What do you think? I don't I don't know. Maybe I think it's a good idea. But speaking of cake designs, I think it is a time for another one of our sponsors. The date is set, and the venue is booked. What is missing? You ask. The cake. <laughs> Luckily, my bakery in Mos Eisley is ready to design the wedding cake of her dreams. Rather it be a red velvet or angel cake, there is no flavor or lettering we can't handle. Trust Wedding Cakes by Watto, a delicious ending to a perfect day. I promise you that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? The mod gang could launch the flower petals out of the bikes. I mean, not the best car ones, but, you know, just like regular flower petals or something like that. Or have a small cannon that fires out the rice at the very end. See, I knew Marcus loved planning weddings. Maybe. Oh, why the hell not? <laughs> I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. Oh, I'm here. Whatever. I'm back. Marcus is oh my gosh. returned. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Boba and Kira could get matching mods to symbolize their love. I don't know, man. I think they would stay complete as they are and not, you know, quote unquote, enhanced. Uh, I don't know. You know what? Spoilers. If you haven't caught up on the book of Boba Fett by now, uh, get to get to watching it. But when Mando shows up on Tatooine and Fennec meets him, did anyone else get some romantic vibes between them? I think we have our maid of honor and best man. It's hard because I could honestly ship any of these characters together. Like Luke... Din, you know, like Fennec, Boba, 
or Boba and Bo-Katan, you know? I think it's because Star Wars doesn't really emphasize love, and they're all kind of archetypes, and it's like I could make arguments for all of them. What should their shipping name be? Boba? Boba Bo? Boba Katan? Why does my mind go there? Damn it. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Boba Katan for sure. And I'm just saying, Fennec seems super excited to see him. Plus, she went straight to him first. They've had this long-distance love affair going on since that whole Grogu shenanigans with the Dark Troopers. Boba. <laughs> Boba, that's one of my favorites. But you guys, you're missing out. The ship name officially is Boba Tan. <laughs> <gasps> You know what? And maybe for our episode, we could have adverts from all the big systems. Coruscant, Moncala, Bespin, you know, etc., etc. We haven't even covered what the design of the dress would be. Oh my gosh, you're right. And that brings us to, I think, what is our final message from our another sponsor of today's wedding extravaganza episode. When it comes to that special day, your bride wants to look the very best. Look no further than my shop. We carry the finest materials in the galaxy, I think. From the finest silks of Coruscant to the softest satin of Naboo. My new shop in Mosespa will sew the wedding dress of your bride's greatest dream. Trust wedding dresses by Watto. You're gonna love the way she looks. I promise you that. So, Kira is from Corellia. So, Coruscant would be ironically too much. Naboo fashion, that seems a little bit too soft for a Crimson Dawn boss. Uh, Bespin seems like that could be good. Um, you know, she was into uh, Lando's cape closet there, you know. <laughs> Girl boss. All right. Okay, so what about the drinks? Maybe some Naboo winery? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we definitely need advertisements from Naboo 100%. Now, would it be like a sweet wine, or are we talking like a Merlot, or a Pinot Noir, or are we going like, you know, white wine, red or white? What, what do you think this one's going to be? Oh, I think, I think Kira is a, is a red wine <laughs> aficionado, for sure. She was up on Dryden Voss's ship. She was going through all of the best and brightest wines in the galaxy. Definitely red. Something expensive. She has good taste. Hmm. A deep red. Crimson was right there, and you missed it. So. I, I, I want to give some kind of variety here, okay? Sometimes, what, what does Boba want? What does Boba want? Okay? That's right. The wedding is Water. mostly about the guests. <laughs> so. Blue milk, I mean spiked, you know? Boba can have his, his little melon from the desert. Kira can have some crimson red wine. It'll be perfect. And what about the guests? It's BYOB. Be a small, intimate affair, but all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess. Oh, it says here that the the script. My work is done. Marcus left the chat. Okay, so I guess <laughs> that's, that's right. where this ends. That's so. right. Mar- Marcus Marcus left us on red, and then uh, got himself out of the chat thread, and that's where <laughs> this this peak into our Instagram. Uh, direct messages ends with you know your guest you can have i'm I'm, kira's gonna have her crimson red and (laughs) cassia you're gonna want boba with water or you know what brian said the melon from the desert 
But, I mean, you got to take care of your guests, even though it's going to be small. I mean, what kind of food are we going? We're going to have Ronto uh, carcasses or something like that. What what else we got? It's like, we're going to do this uh, whole wedding. Let's do this. I, I'm all the way in. I'm uh, invested. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, what about um, a Coruscant caterer? Corsanti caterer because you have like a little bit of like whatever Asian food is in Star Wars. You have burgers and fries, but like classy. You get some steaks, you know, a little bit of everything. And the steak fries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thick ones. Yeah, I like I like that. I like having a big spread that you know kind of recognizes all of the cuisine from around the galaxy for our very diverse cast of characters here at this wedding. Here's my question. Is the uh, the Wookiee that tried to kill him invited? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He has to be there in case any Trandoshans show up that are uninvited. Uh, he can rip off their arm, get them out of there. You know, yeah. one of those. He, 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 can, he can serve as bouncer slash usher. You know, make, make sure people get to their seats. You know, that kind of thing. So, what are your favorite love stories outside of Star Wars? We can start with uh, Marcus. Well... Uh, one of my favorite ones is like, it's very passionate is, uh, Mask of Zorro, even though it's, there's a love story there, but it's more, you know, revenge and stuff, but the love story is so strong in that movie. It's so good. Princess Bride. Cause that's just, um, an amazing movie, <laughs> an amazing love story. Uh, you know, as you wish princess. Bride. As you wish. <laughs> Tell us yeah. Cassia, what's yours? <laughs> Oh, uh, I really do like Paperman, the the short cartoon that kind of mixes uh, 2D and 3D animation. Uh, mm-hmm. And in a way, I think it kind of ruined love for me because it gave me like really bad um, expectations, you know. Um, but then I also really love uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, uh, just that love story. Uh, just, it's kind of like a, a movie that, like, it's like the acting is perfect, the cinematography is perfect, the directing is perfect, the scripting is perfect, and it's just, like, it's one of those films, like, if I were Julius Caesar, you know, which I'm not, like, it would be, like, me looking at the statue of Alexander the Great and being like, oh, no, what have I accomplished, you know, like, that's mm-hmm. like what Portrait of a Lady on Fire was for me. And I guess it ruined love for me, but like in the best way, you know? And like also, I like that you mentioned Zora or Zoro and Elena because mm-hmm. it's just the best flurry fight, you know, out there. Oh, the tension is the sexual tension between those two. And it's just love at first sight. Oh, another great one, but Robert Rodriguez kind of ruined it in the third movie uh, Desperado. Between, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, the the guitarist and I forgot her character's name. I'm so sorry, Selma Hayek. But that just, if there's a perfect world, I would have loved that little story of them going on adventures and stuff like that in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Just continue from there. Why did he kill her? I don't know. Oh, damn it, Robert. You missed out on that. But yeah, Zorro. I'm going to watch that tonight. Um, <laughs> Mask of Zorro, people. Watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, God, it's it's so good, and you don't really see many love stories like that anymore. And 
And you need movies like that to reignite the passion that is in our hearts and make love a great thing and make people believe in it. I guess, what are some of your favorite Star Wars love stories? Okay, well, Lost Stars, that book, that is, that was the first Star Wars book I actually read uh, in a very, very long time. Um, Whenever, you know, in the height of The Force Awakens and, you know, the the major launch night, I forgot what it was called, uh, where they just released all these toys and the books and everything. Everybody went for Aftermath, so did I. I bought that book, and I was like, well, this is all right. And then slowly and very quick, slowly but yet quickly, there was like this rumbling of just like, we need to pick up the Lost Stars. Everybody get Lost Stars. Star Wars Lost Stars. Get that book. Claudia Gray, read it, read it, read it. I was like, all right, cool, let me pick it up. Oh, my God. It's like, why has this not been adapted into a series? Disney Plus needs to make this into a series. Yeah, sure, we're going to get Obi-Wan. I want it. We can get a Cassian Andor series. Fine. But this needs to be a series. You can get at least four seasons out of it. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful that, you know, you're following two main characters. One goes off into, you know, the Rebellion. The other one goes off into the Empire. But they both start working for the Empire and... Their love transcends throughout the entire original trilogy and their stories parallel to it. And I loved it. So that is one thing that one of the Star Wars stories I love the most. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, Anakin and Padme, that's that's fine. But it's about Thane and (laughs) Sienna. Sienna. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that would it would make a really good uh, little series. on Disney Plus, I would I would really like to see something like that, like in the Star Wars universe, kind of like this, um, kind of this, you know, like young adult, the uh, kind of tale like this. It would be it'd be something very different, and I think it would fit in really good in the Star Wars universe. So yeah, I'd be down for seeing that for sure, for sure. Hmm. Um. Now, as far as my like favorites, I mean, yeah, you ha- you have the big hitters, right? You have Anakin and Padme. You've got Han and Leia. You know, you have. Ben and Ray. Um yeah. I mean Han and Leia classically is of course, you know, the the uh the really great one. Uh that that one might be top, but I really like Kanan and Hera. Um they are my yeah. couple of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I love them <laughs> and I, I love like that kind of like family dynamic that they adopted, you know, upon mm-hmm. the ghost with the with the rest of the crew there. Um their love, top notch. One of the top couple in Star Wars for me. Kanan and Hera. More people need to watch Rebels. Like, guys, you have to watch Rebels. Yeah, there are, I've come across a number of fans and friends, of course, that are just like, well, I don't watch cartoons. It's more than that. It's like, this is part of the Star Wars canon. Get into it. It's like, I love The Mandalorian. I love Book of Boba Fett. I love all this, everything that's live-action Star Wars. There's the mm-hmm. Clone Wars. There's Rebels. There's even Resistance. Guys, there's so much that you're missing out on. I... I well, shout it to the heavens. People, watch the animated series. How yep. else do you think you got Ahsoka and, and Mandalorian Season 2? Exactly. And and Rebels is only four seasons, so it's not, like, that long. Exactly. A, Clone Wars is seven seasons, so that's a little bit more daunting. But, yeah, just, just four seasons for Rebels, and it's excellent. I love Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... What about, what about you, Cassia? Who, is, who are your top couples in Star Wars? Spoiler alert. I love, like, all of the love in Star Wars. I think there should be more love. I'm pro-love. What about Love Wars? Would that be okay? 
Oh, God. Love Wars. Is oh, like, God. Um, <laughs> but um, some of my favorites, like Anakin and Padme, it's like a tragic star-crossed lovers kind of a thing. Han and Leia, I love it. It's kind of like a screwball comedy. But then I, I'm not, like, a fan of, like, it's like, yeah, they got divorced the end, you know, and then he died. Like, I know it's probably kind of, like, a lot, like, a lot more like life, but I'm like, this is fiction. It should be fun sometimes. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Ben and Ray they were together for like five minutes, and I was like, oh, this is nice. Then he died, and I'm like, oh, okay. But like honestly, if like they would have done Ray and Finn, I would have been fine with that too. I did like Finn and Rose. I know not everyone does, and like Finn and Poe could have been beautiful. <laughs> I, I do. I do draw the line at Poe and Ray. Like, I just don't think they would, you know, a mm-hmm. couple. Yeah. But, yeah. Remember when I said some heroes don't need a love interest? I feel that Ray didn't need a love interest. Yes, you had the dyad between Ray and uh, Kylo, but honestly, it, there are a lot of Raylo fans. And I am not one of them because they, I have my problems with the sequel trilogy. We all do. But I just felt that was just so shoved down your throat. Just like, yes, these two are supposed to get together from the beginning. It's like, no, can we do something different? Like take a take a, a, a risk here and uh, not have a romantic interest for the, the lead for once and like go off and be, yeah, sure. Kind of go off a little bit like Luke to where he didn't really have a romantic interest by the end of the trilogy. It was more, you know, he's all about the mission of saving his father. But at the same time, you, you kind of got to give Ray something to do. But I just, uh, Finn and Rose, that could have worked. I, I really think that could have worked if they didn't shove her to the side and rise a Skywalker. But still. Yeah. <sighs> Here are some responses from some of our listeners uh mcclunky media says not big on romances but kanan and hera and thane kyro and sienna ray are elite oh mm-hmm. see so, mm-hmm. mcclunky knows mcclunky knows what's up with love mcclunky knows you know what up you know and then star wars doctrine says han and leia but then he died wow wow like, okay <laughs> yeah love did yeah, so, and then Dennis, our, our, our music man, Dennis, D.S. Mauer's music, says, probably Atten and Mitra, as it is also a story of forgiveness and character growth. And, like, I, okay. I can see it from a certain point of view, like, it can be beautiful, but, like, I don't know, sometimes I just, like, hate Atten. And I'm with you on that. Atten's a dick. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Atten is the the, uh, quintessential like 2004 character, right? So hopefully if we, once we, once we, once we get our Knights of the Old Republic remake, if we ever get Knights of the Old Republic 2, hopefully that, you know, that, that stuff would be kind of addressed, I guess, maybe bring them, bring them up to, up to speed a little bit. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. If, if you really had a thing for Mitra, like kind of be nicer, like try to court her a little bit, you know? Instead of just yeah. being abrasive and just straight up mean. And stop trying yeah. to play Pazak all the time. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, with Mitra, I could see her, like, the exile being single. 
I could even see an argument for Mikal or Michael or Disciple, whatever he decides his name is, you know. Mm-hmm. Or even Beodur. Like, what if Beodur is an option? Like, Yeah, there you ooh, go. That the would, man needs cool. his little happiness in his life. For I am Beodur, and I need companionship. <laughs> wow. So I like that. I like that. That's would, that's my best impression for now. <laughs> would, but would would Beodor come like as a package deal with his little uh, droid guy? Of course. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Yep. Sometimes I think the droid would be like, hey, do you want to go watch this movie in the other room? You know, like so we can have date night, you know, but yeah. him and uh, he um, could be the projector. Oh, there you go. Oh, watching mm-hmm. some. Hollow Net stuff. I was gonna say, what what is the Netflix in the galaxy? I don't know. We don't um, know. Netflix and Star Wars. Starflix. Oh, it's Disney Star Plus. Flicks. That's what it is. Um. <laughs> it's, it's Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. Star Plus. Okay. Yep. But uh, and then Rebels Resistance says Sienna and Thane from Lost Stars. If there's a recurring theme, it's Lost Stars. I need to yeah. read this. You know, or listen yeah. to it. Let's be real. Uh, Have you not? I'm distracted. A what? Have you not read this book? No. What? There's yeah, a book you have not read. Yeah, I mean, I, I do, I do try to average a book a week, but I still haven't read enough. And like, even though like the month of January, I'm pretty sure I watched 28 films. I'm like, it's not enough, you know. But mm-hmm. it's never enough. Oh well. Nope. <laughs> that's right. Well, get Lost Stars on your list because that's excellent. Please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then Knights of Vader says Hera and Kanan is pretty close to the only true love story. And, like, I think it's the most, like, realistic um, Mm -hmm. out of all of the love stories, you know? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely it's definitely more grounded in in reality than than, you know, the other love stories we get in. Star Wars, I think, yeah. where you have like Anakin oh, and Padme, think... you know, it's kind of that kind of that like Romeo and Juliet type of thing. And then, like you said, it's kind of that that throwback to like a more of like a campy love story with uh, Han Solo and Princess Leia. But yeah, Kanan and Hera, yeah, Kanan and Hera are. Yeah, it's definitely more rooted in, in reality, what you would see like an actual relationship be like, I think. Anakin and Padme, like I honestly kind of think they're a little bit like. Um, Patroclus and Achilles, you know? Uh, and then Journal of the Wills says, You look and know me. It needs a drastic canon remake, but it has the potential to be special. And I don't know, I, I, we need to talk more about Tales of the Jedi, especially if it, you know. Mm-hmm. Ulick and Nomi Sunrider. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I- They'll probably have to give her another last name. But, um,. Yeah, it, it's kind of a mature kind of like they feel all the things doesn't really end happily, you know, but I think it's kind of like the kind of ending that that story deserves, you know? True. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I had a comment from Vasily, um, and uh, he says that Shikatul and Django Tat is a good one. So is Voss and Kayleen Hentz. Caden Blue is great, too, as is Jarrell and Zane, and that's probably the most natural of them all. Those are pretty, you know, kind of legends-y. Sometimes I'm not as mm-hmm. uh, 
those legends are first deep you know, cuts but... i didn't know who those people were for a second i was like well wait wait oh that that person wow yeah. or if you really want to go like legends and stuff like that one of the favorites but um it was short-lived uh what's his face uh kyle katarn and uh jan from the oh. jedi jedi outcast games mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. Like, together together or were they like kind of just flirty flirt um, as far as I can remember, it was flirty flirt, and there was a chance that they could get together, but then she gets killed. <laughs> oh, cool. That's yeah. That's always a fun thing for female characters to go through. There's a lot of uh, death in Star Wars. Yeah. And it's usually a lot of dead women. So, uh, Vastly also added, I have a problem with Revan and Bastila's relationship because... As of his detainment by Scourge, he said to be 40. And if Bastila is as young as the game implies, then Revan's technically a cradle robber. Mm-hmm. Like, they've never come out and given Bastila a proper age, but Mission does go out of her way to say Bastila isn't much older than her. Now, the rank of Padawan doesn't seem to have as strict regulation around it as it did in the prequel trilogy and the later lore actually established her as a knight during the events of kotor so thank goodness for retcons even so at the very least she'd be 12 to 14 years younger than revan and that's still a pretty wide age gap in my honest opinion fun fact in the eu han was merely was merely 10 years leia senior and in the new canon he's actually 13 years older so actually i just want to pitch our, you know, KOTOR cinematic adaptation that's not happening cinematic universe, you know? I guess you could call (laughs) it a fan fiction because we actually Mm -hmm. kind of thought about this and Brian and I were kind of like, I think Bastila is a Padawan who's kind of being held back, you know? And Much like Jolie. Did you know that Marcus is on Holocronicles of a Jedi about, you know, Jolie Bindo in his younger years? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Currently also, on Spotify and iTunes and everywhere that you can stream any major podcast. Yeah. But, like, with uh, Revan and Bastila, like, in our adaptation that's not happening, fanfic, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. maybe we should just put it on archive of our own and we could, like, see if that increases our female viewership, you know, because I'm really trying to, like, pop that up, you know. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, that's why we're kind of like maybe Basila's maybe like 20 to 25 like Revan could be like 25 to like 30 and then like uh Karth would be like 35 to 40 you know like just so it's kind of like not a huge age gap you know uh yeah because I think it could be an interesting relationship but I think it would just maybe need to be updated from like the 2003 script and it could have some interesting meta things to say. I don't know, kind of like a portrait of a lady on fire where uh, the artist, Marianne, has to like take a picture, like paint a portrait of, uh, I'm going to get this French wrong, I'm sorry, uh, Louise, I think. Uh, and she kind of like does it on the sly, like secret, but then, you know, it's like, it wasn't with her consent, you know, and it's like, maybe it's like, uh, they could say something like about like 
it's actually kind of like I don't know like maybe not like good for like a relationship for there to be secrets as drastic as like Revan is Revan you know what do you guys think mm-hmm. Brian, you're first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's def- that's definitely not the uh, the most uh, surest ground for for a relationship to start. But I think that having them be a little bit closer in age makes more sense, obviously from <laughs> from a from a practical and uh, good standpoint. Um, but also, <laughs> but but also, I think if they're really like a dyad in the force, you would assume that they would be closer in age to one another. That you wouldn't have like one half out floating around for for a while until the other half comes along. You so I would think that just from like a practical standpoint, I would think that they would be closer in age if if you're really going into like a force dyad, uh, force bond between these two. True. Yeah. So I I have a question. So how old do you think Ray was, and how do you think Ben was? Since they they're were dyad. nine years apart. Nine years. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that official? It's is a, that it's canon? It's official. It, it is yeah. canon. The canon. Gotcha. All right. So, from my... If in a dream world that could possibly be true at some point, if we do get a KOTOR adaptation in the future that's live action, um, for me, I would put Bastila at 23, 24... Revan, I will put him like at 28. 29 at the most. Okay. That's better than, you know, this one (laughs) fan. That's better than 38 and 17 or whatever. Dude. Like 38 and 18, you know? It's like that's Mm -mm. a a 19, 20 year gap. Like, that's. um, That just made my skin crawl just a little bit. And I have seen like fan casts where it's like, how about Keanu Reeves as Revan and Haley Steinfeld as Bastila? No. I'm like, um, no. No. <laughs> no. We gotta no. get our boy Sebastian not Sebastian Stan. What who's your who's your other guy? Basically everyone. But um, you know, like Charlie Cox would be good, Michael B. Jordan. No. Um no. We got some Ben Barnes. But there you um, go, Ben Barnes. We could even have Lady Revan, you know? So True. Uh, yeah. I just good story is a good story, you know? So Ben Barnes, um, hands down, he's he's voted for me. I'm I love you, Michael B. Jordan, but you can't be everyone, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, let me find this one thing while I'm going to ask you guys a question. So either of you can go first, but why do you think Star Wars needs love stories? Or in asking the question in another way, does Star Wars need love stories? Yes, I think that Star Wars needs love stories. And I think all stories really need love stories. I, I mean, not maybe not in every iteration, but as an overarching theme, I think that having love stories is good because it shows that side of uh, humanity. And I think that that's good. Um, I, I think it's just good to explore those kinds of things. You can't have stories that are just one note that, you know, revolve around just just action or espionage or things. You need to have some sort of other human elements to them. Um, And developing love stories is a really good way to develop your characters and give them some depth, Um, you know, give them a little bit more 
to do than just be you know kind of one note uh action heroes or uh you know something like that but yeah that's what i think so i think star wars you know and and most other stories you know need to have some aspects of love going on you know whether that's a romantic love or uh you know family type of a love but but yeah just just something there to you know give your characters a little bit more to do i love lamp i love love (laughs) (laughs) um star star wars will always need love i mean yeah, you can have the action, you can have the explosions, lightsabers going back and forth, blaster fire and everything, catchphrase, left and right, you know. But where's the love story? There's there's always bound to be a love story. Now, majority of the time, you can tell a story without there being an underlining, you know, romantic section of it, much like how Mando is right now uh, with the first two seasons. Even in the first season with Amara, there could have been something there, but they moved away from it because it's not that type of show. We're dealing with the gunslinger. Gunslingers tend to not have a very long lifespan. So it makes it even more interesting and I wouldn't say sad, but a little more like on the edge of your seat because you never know how this character's, you know, life is going to pan out. Is he or is he or she going to, you know quit the life and then get married and have a couple of kids and then live on a farm or, you know, a moisture farm somewhere, or are they just going to continue with life and, you know, do something else into another field aside from bounty hunting could be a politician could own, you know, a Java bar on Coruscant, you know, with decks. Uh, I mean, yes and no star Wars does and doesn't need love. If you want a straight-up action story, you have your Mandos. You have your Book of Boba Fett's. If you want your love story or, you know, your action mixed in with that, you have, you know, the original trilogy with Han and Leia. Um, Or you have Thane and Sienna from Lost Stars. It's give and take with that. It's You give a love story, you take away, you know, a little bit more of this. If you give an action story, you take away the love. It's... It's all about character development and all that good stuff and how you want to weave it in naturally instead of forcing it upon your your audience, much how the sequel trilogies did it. But, yeah, I think Star Wars does need love at some point in there. And if it's not just, you know, two characters falling in love, you need the creators to love what they're doing, you know? Yeah. And, you, and you feel that throughout, all, from the screen, from the characters, from the story, from the words on the page that's, that are being spoken. That's what I think... Star Wars will always need. I kind of think that Attack of the Clones is the asteroid that killed love in Star Wars for a while. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it just wasn't quite what people were expecting. And uh, people were like, oh, this is so bad. But, like, the kids who grew up with it, like, I don't know. I think, like, people are kind of coming around to it, you know? And it's not perfect. Is it written well? Maybe not the best but i think there is chemistry maybe not like uh it wasn't always directed well but i i think that there was chemistry you know it's a different type of story being told you know it's more mythological um Mm -hmm. so i think like kind of just like the critics and like every like everyone like when attack the clones came out like oh this love story like I think Star Wars love died that day, you know? And I think Disney's like, uh, we're no love for a while, you know? Um, 
that's not to say like some heroes shouldn't be single or just you know like Peli Mato's working on herself you know kind of just working on self-love mm-hmm. like yeah. I think it's good just to be present in the world where you are and respect people, you know? Maybe that's the, the that's the love we, we we need, you know? But um I'm also like if like it's like platonic love, like friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, friendship is central to Star Wars. That's important. A familial mm-hmm. like for me, like Mission and Big Z is like such an important relationship that Yes. Um, I would need to I, I want to see that like that brother and sister relationship, you know, on screen. Found family, found fa- family is beautiful, you know. And I do like seeing romantic love stories uh, well done, you know. And uh, I think like if they're written well and there's more representation, I think that's a good thing. And like with Star Wars, like watching the Mandalorian, like. Sometimes it feels a bit like boys playing with action figures, you know, but uh, girls play with action figures, too. Like, Agreed. we all love action, but, like, sometimes there needs to be, like, a a love story and, like, yeah. Or just story in general. It can't just be explosions and gunfire. This is not a Michael Bay show. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> right, yeah. So, like you said, Casa, women play with toys, too. It's not... <sighs> That man, growing up, it, ladies and gentlemen, you guys grew up in a lovely generation. We all grew up in the generation where it was just girls play with Barbies, boys play with GI Joes and Transformers and stuff, and it right. was never yeah, really yeah. a mixture of the both. And then came, you know, Star Wars and the other franchises out there, and it kind of, you know, that was the the thing that molded together and broke the stereotype of you know society. It was just like, oh, we have Leia, and she's a an awesome uh, woman that can, you know, kick so much butt and say she saves Han and Luke and Chewie. Usually it would just mm-hmm. be those three, you know, saving her. It's like, no, 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 no. You can have, you know, a powerhouse of a leading lady and she can kick as much ace as anybody else. And you have that representation for young women out there, little girls, and then they become powerful. That's why, you know, you have your, your, your rays, your, your, um, your Phoenix, your Hera's, you have even Sabine. You you have your Mandalorians that are not just men. You have mm-hmm. the armor that are women, and she took out all those stormtroopers by herself with just hammers. Come on! So that's what I love seeing more in Star Wars, that we have strong female leads, and not all of them get the respect that they should, and, you know, story-wise and stuff like that, but that's been changing a lot more. And I 100% agree that it's just have a story. You can have action. You can have, you know, plot twist after plot twist, space battle after space battle, pod race, if you will. But have your story and have it mean something. You know, have a heart to that story. And that's why I love what Deborah has done with, you know, her episodes of Mando. And I can't wait for what she does with Obi-Wan. There's going to be so much heart. That's going to be the most heart-wrenching series, period. And we're all just going to need a bunch of tissues because we're all going to cry whenever Obi and Annie fight one more time. Yeah, just just to touch out on what Marcus said, yeah, definitely to have a love story, but don't, you know, to have one for the sake of having it, you know, so make sure that it's going to fit into the end of the story you're trying to tell. But yeah, I, de- I definitely think that there is room to explore um, more romance, more love within the Star Wars universe, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I want to be kind of clear that I was kind of just kidding about Din and Bo-Katan. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bo-Katan interests lie elsewhere. Um, and you well, know, you never Din, know. <laughs> we never know. If that happens, I will like eat. A, a, a Ronto wrap. Actually, that's not a challenge. Like, I would gladly eat one. I haven't eaten. No, one. it's not. Um, I would. I, will I would have blue milk. Well, I had one this past couple of days green ago. Blue milk is the true. It's the true milk. So if that happens, I'll have a. I'll have a blue milk. So no, you're having a blue milk. No, you know, okay. blue milk is the best. Green milk is. Green it. is better. No, it is not. Yeah. Ask it's Luke. Yeah, Even yeah. S- just like yeah. you know, grinned at the camera, just like. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Let me just no. say we one can't. thing. But, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brian. I was, something? I was gonna say we can't end, we can't end our, our love episode on a fight, <laughs> on a fight about blue milk and green milk. I had so, oh, so we'll just we'll just we'll just go ahead and say that blue milk is better and leave it at that. Oh, I want to hear what Cassia says though. I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say, um, so it's kind of a transition from from milk to. Mm-hmm what I'm going to say, but I loved No Time to Die. Yeah. And I was watching one of the behind-the-scenes features featuring uh, Leia Sado, and she brought up the quote, love is the promise of suffering. And when I first heard it, like I didn't think it was romantic because it wasn't like happy enough, but I think like with good contemplation... With, with contemplation and good input, I came to love the quote. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Watching Portrait of a Lady on Fire like taught me that when you love someone, it's, it's free. Like, love includes the positives, the negatives, the happiness and loss. Like, it's like a mutual bridge, like looking at each other, you know? And... Uh, with Star Wars, where does Star Wars come in? Here we have a little silly space opera fairy tale set in a galaxy, forever locked in war, and war begats war, which creates more suffering in the galaxy, and the cycle never ceases. And I realize fairy tales can be dark, and there must be ambiguity in great stories, but I don't know. Like, could like some heroes ever fix the broken cycle? Uh, could could uh, does every love story in Star Wars need to be star-crossed? Like, could some some yeah. have happy endings? You know, and like not everyone like not every happy ending looks the same. You know, but I think like we can have like a balance of like good storytelling, like good tragedy, good happy endings, all of that, but. I guess we'll just have to see what the future holds. It's that's the thing, man. Star Wars is always filled with love, whether it be fans. It's like we take the negative with the positive, and it's all because we love it so much. And at the heart of Star Wars is always love, hands down, no matter what. If you don't like the sequel trilogy, you don't like the prequels, you don't like you know bits and pieces of the original trilogy but you do love rebels you do love mandalorian you do love book of boba fett you do love clone wars but you do like star wars but you do love those pieces of media it's all love either way and then you'll come around just like everybody else did on the prequels so at the end of the day love is love i love love and star wars fans love love 
So, love is everywhere. Make love, not war. You know, team love. Not and, uh, make and love, lo- not Star War. <laughs> and and love is all you need. Yeah. Love is all you need. May the may the love be with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I want to say thank you to Marcus for joining us again on the podcast here. Always a pleasure to have you on, sir. Always a pleasure to be here. All right. And for those of uh, out there listening right now who aren't familiar with uh, what you've got going on, why don't you, uh, uh, you know, tell people where they can find you on the Internet and, you know, what part of uh, Star Wars, you know, what slice of Star Wars you're uh, getting into. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at the com. That's where you will find my fit. My Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Yeah, I still use Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> but I am currently in the Unreal Cinema's KOTOR adaptation. Uh, we're currently still working on season one. It's, it's almost ready, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Uh, right now, we do have uh, Malik's story out there. I, I remember you guys had... Um, our Darth Malik over here, Daniel Hodge, he was on the episode, so or on the podcast with you guys. And he is a great dude. It's awesome working with him. And guys, go check that out. That's basically, you know, a preview of what our KOTOR uh, episode one is going to look like very soon. So, um, and also, I have Hollow Chronicles of a Jedi, the story of Jolie Bindo whenever he was a Padawan. And the first two seasons are out there. Yes, I know. You guys are waiting. But remember, I am only one man, but I am currently working on season three right now. I'm looking for looking to a summer release of season three. And I'm going to tell you this, guys, this is going to be the hardest season I've ever done. It's going to be the hardest work I've ever done for a Star Wars project. And you guys will love it. There's going to be some dramatic stuff going down in this, man. Ah, but yeah, that's basically me. Uh, the Moserreview.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Tumblr at the Marcus Mosley. I'm always there. Message me. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank everyone for listening out there um, about love in Star Wars. So let us know what kind of love stories you want to see in Star Wars. Thanks for joining us and may the force be with you. And you can find us on Instagram at Old Republic Podcast. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore droid underscore. And if you want to connect with us on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. On Patreon, the link is in our Instagram bio, or you can find it at www.patreon.com slash Old Republic Podcast. And the Old Republic Podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscription, reviews, and shares help us out. Our intro theme was composed by Dennis S. Mowers at DennisMowersMusic.com. Our outro theme was composed by Alistair Sherman at alistairsounds.wixsite.com forward slash alistairsounds. And our transition music was composed by Christian Walker at christianwalkermusic.com. This episode of the Old Republic podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.